Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction. In exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Beardify. He called this experience. Look, parents, no matter how desperate you are, don't send your kid to get scared straight. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. Every editor I've spoken to has rejected this story. People don't like to read a bunch of sad facts without any conclusion. A traditional newspaperman scoffed, puffing on his cliché cigar and brushing his comb over. I mean, that's all you got here, really. Just a bunch of freaky coincidences. Fact checkers would have a field day with this. The director of a reputable magazine typed in her rejection email, Where's your proof? My contact at a hip blog denied my submission by text message. I can't post this. Everybody's moved on from the whole missing team. Praise. It's just not trending. Sorry. So here I am. In this corner of the internet. The last refuge of the mad. The terrified. And the desperate to be believed. Dot 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 and I'm starting to think I might be all three. A while back I did a piece on youth runaways. In it, I wrote about how I found and gained the trust of teens who didn't want to be found. From crust punk buskers to anonymous victims living in big city shelters far from home. I guess that was what attracted Saul Blankenship's attention. Saul and his wife Paula were at the end of the rope with their daughter Esther. An honors student in middle school, she started hanging out with a different crowd her sophomore year. When Esther was 14, her parents were already taking her for college visits and discussing full academic scholarships. By the time she was 17, they were praying that she could stay clean for just one whole month. We gave her everything, Saul told me in a tearful phone call. Everything, and she spits it back in our faces. You can't imagine the helplessness, the frustration. Your kid who you took for pony rides and cheered for in school plays. Slamming her door and screaming I hate you. Then sneaking out to shoot up with a bunch of. Paula and Saul had tried therapy and rehab. Neither worked. The hard truth was, it was doubtful that Esther was going to graduate. And her parents only had the money for one more solution. It was this or nothing. The more extreme the method, the more it appealed to us, Paula confessed later. The more they promised, the more we believed. That's how they found. Last Stop Academy. Scare your kids straight before it's too late. Our intensive program offers a secure location free of dangerous temptations. We give your troubled teen a greater purpose. You will never see them the same way again. That's our promise to you, a 100% success rate. Yes, concerned parents, you read that right, 100%. No dropouts, no runaways, no escapes. The transformation we provide is complete, guaranteed. And final, 
For more information, email or call. It sounded like just what Esther needed. Paula sobbed. So we called. Paid. Got everything set up. All the reviews. All those pictures of successful smiling kids dot dot dot. It seemed legitimate. Paula hesitated. Of course, we had some misgivings. When I saw that unmarked black van pull up in front of our house, I almost called the whole thing off. But the woman on the phone had said last minute jitters were normal dot 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 and besides, we were doing this for Esther. What were we supposed to do? Let her overdose and die. The woman on the phone at Last Stop Academy had told Saul and Paula exactly what to expect. They would sign forms and send copies of all of Esther's information to the contact email. Once received, Esther's new tutors would pick her up. They said the pickup experience would be intense. I guess I just didn't realize how intense. It was like a burglary. These huge guys, all in ski masks and paramilitary gear. They scared the bejesus out of me and Paula coming up the stairs with those big flashlights. And Esther dot 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 she didn't even have a chance to scream. One of them kicked in her bedroom door and they got the zip ties on her before she knew what was happening. I guess they had problems with kids trying to make a run for it. Saul paused here during our interview, as though the next part was especially painful. They put a bag over her head, he whispered in a small voice. I guess that's so their parents don't have to look him in the eye when they... At this point he broke down in tears. You have no idea how desperate a parent has to be to agree to something like this. Hala stepped in, squeezing Saul's hand. No idea at all. On the printout of the website that Saul and Paula showed me, the program was described as no contact for the first six weeks. This, it was claimed, was meant to give your troubled teen a fresh start and cut ties to old bad habits. For Saul and Paula, it meant months of anxious waiting. Their nervousness turned to alarm when seven weeks passed with no word from Esther. Then eight, no one responded to our calls. Paula explained, by the ninth week, the phone number was disconnected and even the website was gone. All we had was this printout to show the police. To make matters worse for the Blankenships, Esther's 18th birthday came just a few weeks into the investigation. With Esther legally an adult and no evidence to go on, the case was closed. The police were very judgmental. Hollis snorted. One even said that after what we'd done, it was no surprise that Esther had decided to go no contact, as if he would have done better in our place. Saul and Paula Blankenship felt like their daughter had dropped off the face of the earth. They were sure something terrible had happened, but the police had good reason to believe their claims. Just as the Last Stop Academy website had promised, there were examples of highly successful young men and women who'd attended and were willing to vouch for the program. What they couldn't provide, however, were any details. When I tracked down several of these picture-perfect specimens, they could only describe their experience as transformative and unbelievable. The parents of these individuals also refused to comment. Just as the newspaperman, the journalist, and the blogger had said, I was left with no story. Just a few model young adults, a closed rehab center, and a missing girl. But maybe I had something more. Browsing some of the support forums I'd found during my search for the Last Chance alumni, I found other parents with stories like Paula and Saul Blankenships. The names of the academy changed, the Free and Clear Institute, the Brighter Tomorrow Retreat, the new me program. But every parent had a similar story, a legitimate looking website, a mysterious woman on the phone, 
A black van, zip ties, a young face covered by a cloth bag. And then nothing. The website goes dark. The phone number stops working. A handful of testimonials to throw the police off track dot 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 and a disappearance that can't be solved. I began looking for those websites myself. I found it wasn't hard if I just copy-pasted the same old text into the search bar. Camp restart. Scare your kids straight. Before it's too late. Our intensive program offers a secure location free of dangerous temptations. We give your troubled teen a greater purpose. Sometimes the text was exactly the same. Other times it was given a religious slant or a more military tone. But the message didn't change. We're your last hope, it exclaimed and success is guaranteed. Just look at all these feel-good testimonials. If whoever or whatever was behind the disappearances had a weakness, it was there in the success stories. I have to admit, it was tedious calling one law student or medical resident after another, only receiving one-word answers, tracking down their relatives. But it finally panned out. The single dad of one Anumi program alumni mentioned a strange thing. Sure, his kid had mentioned completing some program, but he'd never been a troubled youth. The worst you could say about the young man was that he'd been fairly average. Juvenile records are sealed, of course, but a deep dive into the social networks of each success story revealed a similar pattern. These prosperous young adults had never been addicts, deviants, or violent criminals. Instead, what they had in common was stunning mediocrity dot 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 as well as a nice boost at the opportune moment. A scholarship to an elite university. A partnership at a renowned law firm. A windfall of investment for a startup. Had each of these so-called successes been bribed into vouching for a treatment they'd never completed? Maybe never even heard of. I only knew of one exception to the rule. And he had contacted me. In journalism, it's generally good practice to be wary of sources that seem too eager to participate or divulge information. Perhaps even more so in this case, as the young man in question had a history of violence and mental illness. As if that weren't enough, he contacted me on a dark web forum with content so sickening I still have nightmares about it. And yet, despite all my misgivings, I agreed to meet him. I couldn't let go of the possibility that maybe, just maybe, this mysterious treatment group had a success rate of 99.9 instead of 100%. Like the parents of the missing teens, however, I began to have second thoughts at the last minute. I usually met contacts for the first time in public places. This one wanted to climb into my car on a deserted country road at an odd hour. Furthermore, he wanted me to go with him to a second location, where he claimed the last stop academy had been. My heart was pounding as I parked in a lonely gravel pull-off. Nothing but trees and swamps in every direction. How could my contact even arrive at such a place? Much less on time. I sighed, sipped my coffee, and got ready for a long wait. I felt the needle against my neck before I even knew he was in the car. My contact had slipped into the back seat without my noticing, and reached up with a gloved hand to slap my mirror off kilter. That was all I knew of him, a gloved hand, a stained coat sleeve, and the musty old sweat smell of homelessness. Drive where I tell you, he rasped, and don't you dare look back. I followed his directions to a shack-like structure beside a cell phone tower. When he forced me out of the car at Needle Point and marched me up its gravel drive, I was sure I'd been kidnapped by a maniac. 
My only hope was to play into his delusion until I could escape. At the padlocked door to the bland building, I felt him push cold metal into my hands. A pair of bolt cutters. For a moment I considered beaming my contact kidnapper upside the head with the heavy tool and making a run for it. But I was too afraid of what might be on that needle. Besides, I was curious. I had to know. Once the lock was cut, a different tool was pressed into my palm. A flashlight. I turned it on and stepped into the empty, concrete-floored space. There was nothing there, except a metal hatch on the floor, almost like a submarine hatch. My contact motioned to it. Do you have any idea how hard this is, man? He snarled. Just being here again dot 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 my head dot 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 it's like my head's gonna explode. He bent double, clutching his skull. If I wanted to make a run for it, I had my chance. Instead, I stooped to open the hatch. My contact pulled himself together and yanked the flashlight from my hand. With the light shining in my eyes, he was just another vague shadow that blended in with the rest. He gestured again to the hatch, where a ladder descended into a circular concrete pipe as wide as a person. You first. The sheer concrete tunnel was deeper than I'd imagined. I figured it must be some sort of fire escape dot dot dot, but for what? I stepped off of the last rung and waited for my contact to reveal our surroundings. We were standing in a bare concrete corridor. For some reason, its width and length reminded me of a hospital hallway. Clutching his skull with one hand, my contact kidnapper led the way with the jittery beam of his flashlight, which bounced from one bare surface to another. Lightless doorless rooms opened on either side of the corridor which stretched onward into darkness. I hated those rooms. I hated not knowing what was in the blackness beyond their doorways until we got close. I was terrified by the thought of what might be lurking in their corners dot dot dot, and yet each room was empty except for a drain in the floor. The rooms smelled faintly of bleach, and for some reason, that unremarkable fact terrified me more than anything else I'd seen so far. To make matters worse, my contact was growing more unstable as we progressed. After we passed the first room, he began to groan and sway from side to side. By the fourth, he was moaning in anguish. It got so bad that I begged him to turn around, but my contact kept moving forward, even when he was practically crawling down that lightless concrete hallway. The corridor might have felt infinite, but before long I could see the walls drop away on either side. We were approaching some kind of large chamber. My contact reached it before I did, and before I could see what was inside. He dropped to his knees and began to scream. It was the most heartrending, ear-piercing scream I'd ever heard. It echoed in the corridor in strange rooms, all the way up the pipe we'd come down. It seemed to go on forever. He dropped the flashlight, which flickered dot 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 then went out. I lost it. I forgot all about journalistic integrity or even the basic responsibilities of a human being. I snapped on my phone's light and fled to the ladder without even a look backward for my screaming. Helpless companion. I no longer cared who he was, or even if he made it out of there. A primal part of my mind had decided that it could take no more. I fled. Days passed before I even dared to just drive past the cell phone tower and anonymous little shack again. When I did, I found something usual. The concrete slab of the shed was higher than it had been dot 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 as though a new floor had been poured to cover something up. Maybe something like a metal hatch and an underground compound. It was either that, or I'd dreamed the whole thing. 
My contact never resurfaced on any forums. And without him, I had no support for any claim that that sterile, lightless complex even existed. So there you have it. A story that no one wants. Just a fistful of fake rehab centers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc missing teens and unanswered questions i've had a lot of late nights since then the kind of nights where my desk lamp seems like the only light on in the whole city rain gusts tauntingly against my window and not even the whiskey will put me to sleep on nights like that, I think about Esther Blankenship and all those other missing teens. I scroll through the latest batch of eerily similar websites, ready to disappear again once they've collected their human harvest. So where do all those missing teens go? Who takes them and why? How many of those strange facilities are there? And what happens inside of them? Your guess is as good as mine. Sometimes I wonder why I'm the only one investigating this dot 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 why no one else has made these connections. It makes me feel crazy dot 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 or like I might be in danger. From who or what, I couldn't say. Maybe it's the lack of sleep, but ever since I visited that underground structure with my contact, I've felt amazing. I keep seeing the same cars over and over even parked on my street at night. And then there's that feeling when I walk in the door like someone's been inside my house while I was out. Maybe I really am losing it dot dot dot, but I've got to keep investigating. I've got to get the word out. I'm a journalist, after all. It's what I do. In the meantime, please, parents, be careful where you send your troubled teens. If you're not careful, you might never see your child again. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day.